0: okay guys big time episode of the Nordies podcast we talk winning time severance we dreamcast true detective season four start our oceans rewatch and james and ryan find common interest in dungeons and dragons here we go podcast i'm eric i'm here with ryan and jim how's it going guys
1: uh so good man oh man the, the weather's coming in hot i'm loving it
0: uh i feel great i feel great too it's mostly because i'm potting with you guys we have lots of great things to talk about today before we dial into another great episode of the Nordies podcast we need you guys to give us a follow on twitter and instagram at Nordys podcast also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordies podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free what a steal of a deal really is all right guys what are you guys drinking tonight
1: all right so I am drinking um a new beer I'm kind it's kind of weird I'm pretty excited about it it's a little beer called um peppermint echo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) You can tell it's peppermint. See, because of the can, it's all white and and (laughs) red stripes. So, Uh, uh, yeah, I had to do that one for Eric. Uh, I had it in the fridge. I did not go out and buy this separately, but, of course, I had to bring it back. Not a bad beer for nine-something percent.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, drinking the whatever mixed culture farmhouse ale from Indeed, and uh, it's really good.
2: I am drinking from our friends in Moorhead, Minnesota junkyards boss DJ new England style IPA I love more than I love this beer I love the fact that I don't have to I can go to most places and find junkyard beer and I don't have to go to a specific liquor store that I know carries it and I can find it all over the city and that that's one of the most magical things it's about their new their new canning um but just this beer alone is really good uh, it's
0: just fantastic. It's, it's all things Junkyard. I love it. Beautiful. All right, guys. Here we go. We're going to dive right into Do We Care? And we're going to start with something that I know we all care about. That's that Barry Jenkins is making season four of True Detective. Um, I can't wait for True Detective to come back. Even the bad seasons are pretty good. Like, the bad seasons of True Detective are, like, pretty much Mare of Easttown.
1: Yeah. I think Mare of Easttown would have fit in the middle somewhere.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I have a question for you guys. What would be your dream casting for a season of True Detective?
1: Hmm. Well, I liked Mahershala Ali in the last one, but then the season itself was kind of boring. And Um, Stephen Dorff kind of stole the show eventually. Which was random. Yeah, yeah, this might be uh, Johnny Depp's chance to come back, dude. Johnny Depp. And who else needs a boost? Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Johnny Depp, and... Chris Pratt.
1: I thought you were gonna say Zendaya. I was like, chill. No, we can't
2: have we can't have Chris Pratt and J Law and another Chris. Yeah, stuff. cuties in space too. We
1: can't he do needs, it. So
0: he needs a win though. Yeah. <laughs> How old, I don't think I, he I does. Guess. I think I think financially he's fine. How I about not um, John David Washington, and Jennifer Lawrence?
1: That'd be electric.
0: I would tune in, and
1: I think Barry
2: Jenkins has a relationship with John. Da- I think they've worked together, so it's possible. There it is. So can Jimbo, can you give me like a elevator pitch on why Barry Jenkins matters for this?
1: Honestly, I was thinking about it and I was worried you're going to ask me because I have to do an IMDB on him, but he's definitely produced some good shit. Um, I don't know. You might have to look him up.
2: Okay. I thought maybe like his inclusion in the, you know, the variety article or whatever that was written Mm-hmm. mattered. But if you don't really know that much about him, then it probably doesn't matter that much.
0: Oh, I mean, he's he's a big deal. He just hasn't made yeah. it. Much. So he did Dear White People, and he did The Underground Railroad on TV. He did Medicine for the Melancholy, Moonlight, which won Best Picture. Yes, there uh, we go. True. Oh, That's there we should there's there's the one. Yeah, With Beale Street Could Talk, Charm City Kings, and Flint Strong, which is, hasn't come out yet.
2: Okay. So interesting, a lot of that stuff that you discussed has a lot of uh black influence, oh, right? Yeah. There's a lot of like African-American um themes and problems that they have to deal with that, you know, it's kind of like the dark underside, you know, the underbelly of society. That it's almost like talk about.
1: Yeah. It's almost like he would have produced season three, given that Mahershala Ali was in it. A lot of like black characters, Um but
0: you know, I, I don't know. It's John David Washington, Janelle Monae, and uh, Johnny Depp.
1: There you go. That's I like it. I, I I'm into it. You know they're gonna and this is the first time that Nick Pizz, lots of Pizza, Pizzalazzo whatever his yeah. name is, who is gonna be the it Hollywood writer guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't write anything else. Hasn't written anything good since. Uh, he's not involved at all. It's he's completely off it. So um, yeah, we'll see what they take a, it. I
2: think that's the best thing for HBO is to
1: get him. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. So, yeah, yeah, he
2: was like mocking like when season three finished, he was like mocking people on Twitter of like, oh, you have no idea what it's like to write a TV show. It's like, yeah, of course they don't. But like neither do you in the last two seasons. So, yeah, it's like I I can at least tell what's good and bad, though.
0: All right, well, let's move on to something else. That's a big piece of news. Amazon is officially acquiring MGM.
1: Yeah. Um, MGM used to be a huge studio, and now they have Bond. And I don't know what else they really have. I think they maybe have that illumination, like, uh, you know, they did like the Sing movies and the Minions and shit. Uh, Studios, I don't think this yeah. is some huge property anymore. But I mean, is Amazon now going to be in charge of rebooting Bond and Lord of the Rings? That makes me a little
0: concerned. Am- I think that Amazon did this because Jeff Bezos is going to make himself the next Bond. I, I, I love it. In, in, I he love spent it. eight I, eight and a funny, half billion
2: dollars. Makes me nervous. Eight and a half
0: billion dollars to make himself bond. I yeah, wouldn't. He doubt makes it. himself bond, and then he fights. Like it, the main villain is like this super rich, like corporate billionaire who owns like all the An different- electric car company. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> he has like satellites and he's trying to go to space and stuff, but he beat that guy to space. Bond right, of to space. So, yeah. yeah, I think that that is what is going to happen here.
1: That's bad news all around.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, um Christopher Lloyd, well one of Ryan's favorite actors is joining the Mandalorian scene 3. I am 100% sure that he is dating the like repair lady.
1: From Tatooine. I love her, by the way.
0: <laughs> he's for she's sure. She's a great
1: character.
0: They're gonna be like a wacky. They're gonna be like blithe whatever you know, like that couple.
1: And she's gonna okay, make jokes all, about like how all, your dick isn't even now. bigger than a Jawas and stuff. Like it's gonna be bad. Yes. yes. Was that a Princess Bride
0: reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they're in, they're in there. They're like you know, they're like yeah, Medicine Max, Billy Christmas. and his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who they're gonna be. Just um, Miracle
2: Max, Miracle Max and his wife. To blave was the yeah. line. To blave, which means to bluff. <laughs> obviously, playing cards, and he cheated.
0: Yes, <laughs> that is who they're gonna be. Just that. So, um I don't know. I'm excited about anything Mandalorian as long as it's not Boba Fett. He's I like 83,
1: chief. so I'm guessing he, he's gonna have a small part, and they're not gonna set him up for future seasons because the dude could die at any time.
2: I think uh, being the same age as Christopher Lloyd, I think um, (laughs) it's an interesting casting. No, like I think, I mean, any any casting news that we hear from, you know, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, Book of Boba Fett, just assume they're going to be there for the short term and Mm -hmm. not the long term. And it'll be cool to see them. You know, Christopher Lloyd dressed up as some wacky scientist on Tatooine banging the gal that, you know, repairs the ship. Great. Great. I'm in. Can't, Can't wait. If they some, some if they somehow if they somehow work in like a 1.21 gigawatt joke, Ooh. it would be like the most epic crossover ever. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, uh, we'll keep it Star Wars here because Samuel L. Jackson wants to return as Mace Windy. He Even approached Bryce Dallas Howard about getting that character back. He said, "Put me in, Coach. I will Ooh. even learn how to wield a lightsaber left-handed." oh yeah i mean so in the timeline he got
1: his arm cut off by anakin blasted with lightning and then shot out a window way up on like the you know whatever that city and was that the same day did all the shit go down that day where like anakin was killing younglings and like all the order 66 happened was that all the same day
2: I mean, I think it's it was like, all within within like a few hours of each other.
1: So it's plausible to think that if he lived through that, he wouldn't have like come back to the fold. He maybe lived and then escaped.
2: But hold on. He didn't fall into a pit. So he's You're dead. Right. He fell out a window. That's way different. But the camera it's, didn't
1: follow him down and out the window. He may have fallen into a pit in the city. It's it's
2: like funny how his, his tune has changed because I remember seeing interviews with him and was like, I don't care if George kills me. I just want my death to be epic. Right? And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden he's like, I'd love to be back. Like, I hope yeah, they don't why. like resurrecting these characters. Like, it's okay that some of them died and we yeah. could just leave them there. Let's just. I agree, there. actually. You can't on. have death be like
1: unpermanent. Um, you know, they can do that in comic books because they always have. But they Star Wars is go. not comic
0: books. They could always go back in time. Just saying. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. How about this, guys? Uh, Chris Pine. We all like Chris Pine. He's, you know, currently somewhere around uh, second or third in the Chris Wars, right? I'd say he's second. Yeah, I think he's
1: second.
0: Too. We yeah. all. Do. Remember, State I State put State. him. I
2: put him ahead, and you guys mocked me. You yeah, guys mocked we did. Me. But that yeah, was before ridiculous. Pratt
1: really turned to shit, and then yeah. Chris Evans hasn't done much. And
0: obviously, just, Hemsworth
1: is one of the bullet, but
0: yeah, the others are just are should probably change their name. Um, but Chris Pine is going to be in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, I know that you guys both grew up on Dungeons and Dragons, so you're probably on pins and needles waiting to hear this as I'm assuming some of our listeners are as well. He described, he thinks this is going to be a huge hit. And I just want you guys to know that he thinks that you guys are going to like this movie because he described it as it's like Game of Thrones mixed with a little princess bride and just a smidge of Holy Grail and a bit of Goonies.
1: Wow, you know, you are full of shit because I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I Neither have, have I. seen and enjoyed all those properties. And, you know, Chris, Pro- you add in the charisma of Chris, he's getting his Star Trek back.
2: He's going to have a nice moment. And he's got like, I mean, there's all those gifts of like Gal Gadot, like just drooling over him. And she's like a 10 out of 10. So, Right, right, right. So he must be uh, somehow an eleven. He's got the charisma. And I think like they did like a Venn diagram of like anybody that's over 30 and under 65. Let's see if we can encapsulate every movie property to find that like magic middle between all of them. And they I, they definitely work sh- because they were like, well, is Princess Bride in there. Like, does that make sense? And they're like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. We got to have Princess Bride in there. Pander, pander.
1: Yeah. Well. I'm sure. Maybe the movie's gonna be fun. You know, go for it.
2: Why not? I'm gonna say I don't care right now. Yeah,
0: I I care a little bit. Wish wish
2: I I did, but I don't.
0: All right. Well, you care about Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. We never know his name. We still don't
2: know after four years. Okay.
0: Denis has a script in hand for Dune Part Two. He says, "Full speed ahead." I think Part One. um, I'm a little shocked that they didn't realize how big of a hit it was going to be. They were like all right, guys, it's Dune. And they're like, oh, you mean that thing that's like identical to Star Wars? And they were like, yeah. And we know that Star Wars is really popular. And let me tell you, it's going to have Oscar Isaac. And they're like, oh, we like him. And it's going to have Timothy Chalamet. And they're like, in the same movie? And (laughs) Zendaya. What? All of them? How can we afford this? And there's like 13 other really famous people in the movie as well. It's going to have a huge budget. And then they were like stunned and didn't have a plan for like part two. What? Yeah, Stellan
2: right. Skarsgård, Jason I heard... Momoa. What
0: I was mean, the Josh list goes Brolin up. for like three, Brolin. three minutes.
2: Josh Brolin was in there, yeah. And, and and they're like, "Boy, we we didn't know how well this was going to turn out." Right, right, right. Like, how were you that? watching any of the like the what do they call Jimbo where they send the studio like little clips? The screeners, the screeners? Like, were they, oh the dailies? You not... Oh, you mean dailies? The dailies, you mean dailies yeah, for yeah. productions. Were, yeah, yeah. Were you not watching those? And like after the first mm-hmm. like. 10 of them that came in, been like, okay, this is going to be a fucking hit.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. But here it comes. And they're writing it. And I think he's going to start
2: filming it this year, right? Yeah. Well, and again, again, the good news is, like, as Dan and Dave can attest to, when you have really good source material, it's significantly easier to write a screenplay.
0: Yeah, we've seen that. Um, How about this? Netflix live action Resident Evil series is coming out July 14th. you guys care about this at all?
1: This is going to be really bad. Nope, don't like, care. If it was really I've, good, I, I would care. But I know it's going to be bad,
2: so I don't care. I haven't cared about Resident Evil since the first, since after the
0: first movie. The first movie was sick, though. Remember? Know, it was remember, like awkward. when they went into that room and it had the lasers, and they were like, it, it like cut the first person in half, and they were all avoiding it. And then like the one dude kept avoiding it, and he was like doing all this crazy stuff, and then it turned into like a, a mesh.
1: Yeah, and he got fucked. Yeah, and then he, he turned into like, little cubes. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It was and I like
1: amazing. that. And then Mila Jovovich made it through
2: yeah and she's gorgeous too but like and then like the umbrella corporation was like super cool and scary and now it's just boring and couldn't care less i tried to
1: play one of those games they remade resident evil 2 and i like paid 20 bucks for the remake or whatever those games are way too stressful man (laughs) they're so stressful i like couldn't even solve puzzles because there was constantly this big juggernaut that i couldn't kill following me around what a nightmare i couldn't finish it had to quit so he was he was kiting you like he was just like he's just like don't don't feel like okay i guess i have to give up on the puzzle i've been fucking bashing my head against the wall for and run around the entire map to lose this dude stressful
0: okay um let's talk a little bit more marvel miss marvel trailer dropped this looks like a little bit of a childish show but it's something i probably will watch because i'm desperate for a tv show
1: we'll all watch it um i was i liked a couple things about it like J.T. Firstman seems to have a part in it. He's, he's awesome. kind of this cool internet guy. He probably, I don't know if he wrote for it as well, but he's a writer first. So he's, he's, so um, cool. he's really funny. He does his, his, his like Russian, random impressions. His impression so of
0: uh, people who are 5'11 is my Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, is it? What, is it? what is it? What does he say? Like, I'm six foot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm six foot. Uh, I think I'm exactly six foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's really perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, I was disappointed with exactly one thing. Um, so this character, like I played that Marvel video game and she's in it. She's supposed to be like a shapeshifter and her hands can get really big and her legs can get big and she can like stretch and punch and do all these things. And that's like a unique power. We haven't really seen that those powers in any kind of big movie, right? Um, in this, they seem to have just made her get like these powerful, magical armbands that turn like give like it's almost like looks like Captain Marvel ask energy powers. That shit's fucking boring, dude. We've seen those visual effects so many times and we didn't even think they were exciting in Captain Marvel's movie. So I don't know if they're just trying to tie her in more because of the name and then they're going to do the movie about the two or three Marvels. But dude, I'm like, that really made me check out more than anything else. More than like the teen girl kind of storyline stuff. When I saw her powers were just more like energy fists. I'm like, Oh, that's going to be boring to watch.
2: And the like Joel and or who are the guys that did the infinity war and end game. Yeah. Yeah. The Russo the brothers, the Russo, the Russo brothers. Them. Thank you. Um, they knew that captain Marvel's powers were such bullshit that they had to basically eliminate her from the finale of everything. Right. Because yeah. it was way too OP. And they're like, oh, she's off world. And then like just some throwaway line. And Carol Danvers is never heard from again until, you know, later in the movie. Yeah. And it's just absolutely preposterous. Are we so they're gonna do the characters? Huh?
0: We're well, talking we,
1: about- we pivoted no, no, over no. to Captain Marvel because this Miss Marvel's powers look just like Captain Marvel's.
0: Yeah. They're, so they're, they're the
2: similarity. So like what Jimbo was saying is like, The powers that that Captain Marvel had were so OP and also uninteresting that if they do that with Ms. Marvel, it's going to kind of ruin the TV show. Hate that. Hate that. I'm not excited about the show, but I will watch it. Oh, yeah. Because I will probably love it. it. Who knows? And if if anybody's watched uh, Never Have I Ever on, I think it's Netflix, Um, it's the same vibe. Like this weird, like teen that didn't fit in and like has lots of these things and these issues and working them out. It's the same vibe, which was, I think it was written in maybe directed by Mindy Kaling, okay, um, oh, yeah. but at least written by her. So very, very similar vibe. And
0: I don't know if that's good. Mm. Okay. Well, sticking with uh, the MCU, Sydney Sweeney officially joins Dakota Johnson and Madame Webb. I don't even know what this is about. I think Madame Webb is like a villain, right?
1: She's like an anti hero. She helped Spider Man out a bunch of times, but she kind of like had illegal shit going on too, I guess. I don't know.
0: I, like, sort of like Dakota Johnson, and I like really like Sidney Sweeney, so yeah. I'm in. I think I care.
1: It'll be cool to see Sydney Sweeney in, like some big blockbustery thing. She's never she's done indie stuff and indie shows and
0: it'll be cool. I think, I think it's two things I really like, Sydney Sweeney and Spider Man, so I'm in.
1: Yeah. I yeah. there's jokes I can make about two things you like, but yeah, I'll cool, just keep to... So. Gonna...
0: He's going to let it go. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, Dakota Johnson has done what the 50 shades mm-hmm. stuff. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's kind of lame.
0: Not really sure how, I mean, whatever. We'll wait to see. Yep. I'm interested. All right. Kanye West is officially banned for, from performing at the Grammys. Why?
1: Um, Cause of all his bullying. Like he, so he was bullying people. He, I, I can't repeat the words that he was calling, uh, um, Trevor Noah, like, on there. And then he got banned for 24 hours from Instagram, which is, like, nothing. Um, but I guess it was enough to, like, remove him from that. And there's, like, petitions to get him kicked off the Coachella bill. And he's,
0: so um, awesome.
1: he's just pissing everybody off, dude.
0: He's such a douche. Like, I'm just... He's so I, bad. I can't believe that someone that I, I liked a lot we ended up being, like, such a supervillain. I mean, talk about Bond villain. The, yeah. the rapper, billionaire shoemaker who... <laughs> is just completely evil and like supports white supremacists and stuff like that is just a complete crazy story. This guy sucks. We talked on our last uh, cast about Jake Paul offered Kanye 30 million and Skeet Davidson, 30 million to box each other. Right. I'd pay $120 to watch Pete Davidson beat the crap out of Kanye. <laughs> uh
1: Yeah, I would like, I'd pay like 40
0: have so you be, you'd Kami have Kami to get like
1: seventy. You'd have to carry seventy percent of it. But yeah.
0: Well, no, we just invite a bunch of people. But have you ever seen Kanye do anything athletic? Because I don't think he is.
1: He can't even really dance very well. So I don't. I don't know. But then again, Skeet
0: Davidson. I think Skeet Davidson has, is a scrapper. I think he yeah. grew up on the mean streets of Queens or something.
1: Staten, Staten Island.
0: Staten Island. Baby. Staten Island. It's worse. Yeah. It's worse. Um, oh, gosh, I just I just alienated our Staten Island audience.
2: I mean, you're, you're oh, acting maybe. like the the south side of Chicago is
0: not, uh, you know, rough and ready for, for Kanye. He was wearing polos. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, finally, Daniel Radcliffe is not currently interested in returning to the Harry Potter for a Cursed Child film. He said something along the lines of, this took the Star Wars guys 30 or 40 years. I was like, dude, what are you busy with? Weird <laughs> Al.
2: Oh, <laughs> You're right, he the, he's playing Weird Al, dude. He's and doing like, Weird <laughs>
0: Al biopic. <laughs> if I were Kanye, if the I fact that Ryan knew that is hilarious. If if I were Daniel Radcliffe, not Kanye, if I were Daniel Radcliffe, what I would do is I would go to Warner and I would say, I want to only do Harry Potter movies the rest of my life. Yes. I want 400 million. And that's it. And over 400 million over 20 years. And you're just going to pay me these chunks, these big chunks, and I'll do as many Harry Potter things as you want. But I'm not making yeah, any. Or, or they'd be like, he'd be like, I'd, I'll do 400 million for 10 films. You guys let me know when and where, and I'll right. be there. I'll do TV shows. How about 300 million for 10 films and 100 million for three TV series? Done.
2: Well, it's like, what I did they pay David Craig for do the that. last?
0: For the I last
1: think they of... be overestimating the audience's interest in seeing an older Harry Potter that often.
0: I think that um, Marvel can make a bajillion dollars off of bad superheroes and like bad movies has just shown everyone that like if you have a good enough team working and you're a big enough franchise, you can just make like if you think that these these Harry Potter like. Um, What are they called? Fantastic Beast movies don't make money. You're kidding yourself. Yeah, no, they do fine. They make tons of money and they sell tons of stuff. And so they don't really care that it's not that good because they know that everyone's going to run out and see it and it's going to make a bajillion dollars. Well, and then really all they need is Daniel Radcliffe. They don't need Hermione or Ron. They could
2: just do like Professor Mm -hmm. Harry, you know, at Mm -hmm. Hogwarts. And there's some contrived... You know evil that's going around and and him and some new up-and-coming students have to solve and he uses you know whatever on his way to become you know uh, you know not Dumbledore but like Dumbledore light you know where he's like mm. pretty freaking powerful um and then that's teams right. up with some youngsters some some third years you know at Hogwarts and blah 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 and this is I like this. this is
0: like Mallory Red- like, but Daniel horror.
2: Daniel Radcliffe wants to make Guns Akimbo and the Farting Dead Guy body movie and do Weird Al. Like, dude, just go. You're, you know, it's like if you're really good at one thing, just do it and make as much money as possible. If you don't care about the money, then donate it. You know what I mean? Like, pay for kids' college or put kids through like art school or something like that. Like, do the one thing that's like awesome.
0: Okay, I, like I need that. to just tell you guys this. So, Daniel Radcliffe is in this movie that has me, like, so puzzled, okay? It's called The Lost City. No, is that it? Yeah. The Lost City, okay? This movie okay. has me absolutely dumbfounded. It is Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, and Brad Pitt.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. This, no, we We like, made fun of this movie last yeah. week on the pod. Yeah. I didn't know Daniel Radcliffe was in it, by the way. Although I think he, I guess he was in the trailer. But by the way, did you guys know that like this is premiered to like select audiences and it's got a hundred percent fresh after no. like fifteen reviews? It might be good. Although we totally panned the whole entire idea of it. it there's, actually, it it, there's right.
2: no way it's good.
1: All right, we'll see. I hope no it. way. 100%. All right, percent.
0: It is time to move on to Hot Rex and not Rex. and uh, this week. Who watched Fresh? One of you guys watched Fresh.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. It's on Hulu. Um, It's like a really disturbing cannibalism movie with Sebastian Stan. Maybe you guys saw some trailers for it. It just kind of popped up like maybe a month ago. They started marketing. It's already out. Um, It's fine. It's definitely a wreck. It's not quite as like shocking as as it could have been. It could have gone to like a really gruesome, disgusting level, you know, like Early like the Saw movies or, you know, whatever, Cannibal Corpse or something crazy. It's actually, like, pretty toned down um, for that. And they kind of try to make it, like, somewhat realistic and believable for, you know, a group of elites that buy meat. Um, You kind of have to get through the first half an hour and then it goes batshit crazy. Uh, It's kind of like the slow intro. Um, The second act was fantastic. So once they switch that over... And then the third act was like meh. So I I don't know. Overall, this thing's like it's a very soft wreck. Okay, it's a tepid wreck. It's uh it's like a seventy eight out of a hundred. So I, I think it was okay. Sebastian, I like him in almost everything.
0: Okay, Ryan, you watched Inventing Anna on Netflix.
2: Well, Everybody's I watched the first. I watched the first two episodes. Okay, so let's just do a quick uh, recap. Shonda Rhimes is the writer who is the longtime writer for Grey's Anatomy. Um, What's the other like murder show on ABC? She's like super rich writer lady. Yeah, but there's like a specific like murder drama thing on ABC, which is also trash that I don't watch. Yeah. This has your gal from... um, Ozark. Ozark. Yep. Sorry. Thank Julia you. Julia Garner. Yep. As so this is, it's, it's interesting to follow the trends of like what's popular. And, and one of the things that's popular now is like Ponzi scheme, success stories mm-hmm. <laughs> like if, uh, to call them success stories, meaning like they worked for a while. And yeah. so this inventing Anna is based on a true story. Um, Julia Garner plays this, you know Anna, who's like this yeah, New York socialite, etc. And um, Anna Ch- Chlumsky, uh, I think that's who who it was. Is the she was in Veep? She was the the female and my girl, like way back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Plays like a writer from I don't remember which publication, um, some newspaper you know, kind of following up on this story um, and getting a chance to interview, you know, Anna. Uh, and, and Anyway, it's really captivating. Julia Garner is really good. Anna Shlumsky is really good. Um, it's not cheesy. It's entertaining as hell. Um, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny. Um, it's got a lot of charm to it. I kind of enjoy it. And I'm oh. not real happy that I do. Like oh. <laughs> it it has a lot of elements where I'd be like, uh, like kinda eye rolly,
0: but I think it's pretty well done, honestly.
1: Cool. Right, I'm speaking, surprised to hear you say that, but that's interesting. I might try it now.
0: Speaking of well done, we're not gonna go into it, but we can't go a week without talking about the current title belt holder, Severance, the best show on TV. It's on Apple plus TV, and it is definitely the show. Um, I think we're through six episodes now. And no spoilers here, but it is captivating, and I just don't know how many shows we compared it last week to Lost's Hatch, and I just don't know how many shows I could want to know what the hell uh, is going on or want to know the secret more than I have with this one, though. Yep. Eric, sure. let yeah. me ask you, let me ask you an honest question:
2: Could you spoil the show if you wanted to? No. Yeah. No. So, like, even if you, even mean... if you talked about it plot point by plot point you might be able to like lead somebody down a direction, but I don't think you could spoil much of anything. It really needs to be
1: seen. And there's still so many questions that I have, you know, that are not answered yet. I'm sure in this season, we will get some answers, some new questions, some, you know, hanging to the next season. Um, this is like Friday night. We've we've joked in our text messages that it's severance day because we all watch on Friday, um, right when it drops this show is electric. It is. It's like when Dark was really good. It's like when Lost was really good. Um, it's very mysterious. And I care about the characters. They're in work and out out of work versions. So, dude, it's electric. It's like the best thing. It's like the best thing that Black Mirror never did.
0: Is it Adam Scott? Is that his name? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Adam Scott, I think, should be up for like, I'm not saying he should win, but he should be up for some awards for this performance. That's a good For idea. Sure. He is playing two different characters and telling two different stories, and I am so captivated by both of them. I mean, he's doing everything that what's what's uh, uh, what was that one show where the girl played all the characters that were like clones?
1: Yeah, um, Black uh, Black Orphan that, uh, or Orphan Black yeah, or something. Orphan black.
0: If that if that acting job can win a bunch of awards, this one's better.
1: Dude, Black Orphan sounds like a totally different show. <laughs> yeah it's a little bit That's, different it's not sci-fi it's just depressing or something like yeah um yeah Why dude I, you, I agree
2: you you uh conflated black mirror with orphan black and it's go. understandable
1: yep um yeah dude i i this show is must watch i don't even want to talk about the mechanics of the science fiction aspect of it uh but it's so cool it's so cool and it makes for some amazing drama
2: It's weird that like there's this dark aspect going on, but like every room they go into is like very well lit. So you as the viewer don't feel that threatened, you know, Mm -hmm. because all the walls are white and everything seems, you know, chummy. And, and the soap is always restocked and there's lots of paper towels and they take care of all of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's a wild journey, obviously with some, you know, caveats of, um what's the word like like cultish, you know, nature to their reference of oh, the yeah. situation that they're in. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a David Koresh, you know, like type situation where you're like, wow, this is I mean, this is gonna end with the FBI rolling in a tank through the second floor window and you know, right. <laughs> unleashing around. So um it's it's really well done. It's really cool, like the balance is perfect. I think the characters and the cast that they have are great. John Turturro's is great. Um, it's it's just an amazing show overall. It from Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette, like it's stacked. Chris Walken dude shows up twice, uh, but like the the whole thing is is uh, so well done across the board. It makes all the other crap that Apple has put out feel like okay, they found like I think they got some right. They found the diamond in the rough and, and maybe they're on to some. you know, they'll continue making better shows moving forward. Maybe. Hope so. All right. Boys Diabolical. Is it worth
0: a
1: watch? It's so short that I guess, why not? I mean, it's like, I think I watched the whole season, like when I should have been working during the day. Like it was so quick. There were what like seven to 10 minute episodes and there's, I mean, like thir- yeah, I didn't get a minutes. lot of entertainment out of it. I got to say, Ryan, I think you liked it a little better than I did. I think it's a skip. Um, I, I smiled I, a couple times, didn't love it.
2: So I didn't get a chance to really talk about it. We kind of mentioned it when we were kind of previewing the boys. Um, so I didn't get to say like a lot of the episodes are super short. Um, it's more of like, uh, love death and robots, uh, for the boys universe of like, we're going to try yeah. these different, like kind of animation styles. We're going to let Justin Roiland and, you know, the Rick and Morty team do some episodes and it's more like just a fun, you know, weird cartoon that's not meant to right. be taken too seriously. So, right. But
1: like Love, Death and Robots is like really, really good. And this is like not very
2: good. But I did not enjoy it that much. Yeah. Like, I think okay. I, I, I liked it a little bit. But yes, the fact that it's short helps significantly. But I yeah. if anyone is like, I love the boys, but I skipped Diabolical. You're so fine. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing really matters there.
0: All right, guys. Our flag means death. I'm all about this show. I think it's one of the happiest, most fun shows on TV right now. It's on HBO Max. This is a easy, short, half-hour comedy on HBO Max that's nothing but a good time. I feel like I end every episode with a smile on my face. And I don't know how many shows there are that are like... Funny enough, without being like too cheesy or too silly or too like for the masses, like the humor is really good. Um, Mm -hmm. It is just a good feel-good show with the right level budget. Uh, Tyka's in it. Whoever is the main guy, the gentleman pirate, is an absolute legend, and I need more of him in my life. (laughs) And I I love that they gave
1: him this chance. Yeah,
0: I love everything about this show. I think it's super underrated, and I honestly don't know who wouldn't enjoy this.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, it's not as funny, laugh out loud funny maybe, as um, what we do in the shadows for me. It's but it's also like a little bit more feel good. Yeah. And I watch it with like a big smile on my face as opposed to like, all right, this is a little boring. Oh, that was hilarious. You know, it's just very nice and like pleasant to I think watch. it's
0: different because what we do in the shadows is a mockumentary, right? Or, a, mm-hmm. you know, like it is... It is like a documentary series where their cameras following them around and they're interviewed.
2: Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Different and, format.
0: And this is like just a true like show where you're following these characters around and like they're not making a documentary because yeah. there is no technology, because they're pirates. And right. I just think that all of the celebrity cameos are so funny and like the feel-good moments are actually feel-good. I just think it's like the most fun show on TV right now.
1: I like it a lot. I agree. It's definitely a wreck.
0: Ryan, you watching it?
2: No, I haven't started it. I think you're gonna love it.
0: I think everyone who's listening right now and turns it on is gonna be like, "Man, I might be losing faith in the Nordys podcast for the first 15 minutes of it." And then if you stick with it, I know you're gonna love it. That's I'm confident in that. Okay. I trust you guys. It's It's really good, dude. But it's good. All right, and then finally, winning time. What a show! What
1: an electric show! I'm loving it. Winning time, HBO story of the Lakers, seventies swag, seventies clothes, um, really funny. Like John, legit John C. Funny. Riley crushing it. It's it's weird to like be cheering for the Lakers, but they're such the underdog at this point in time, um, and you just want John C. Riley to win this like ridiculous over the top owner. Um, he just is like such good vibes that you just want him to to win and of course they will
2: it's a it's a if you care about like the history of the NBA at all even though this may be you know a fictional representation it's probably somewhat accurate yeah it's fun it's a lot of fun like go you know, along for the ride i
1: don't think that i would say that i do care about the history of the NBA i've never once read a book or looked into a documentary of any of it Um, and I'm loving it and I'm actually getting a lot from that like it is more interesting than I ever thought it would be I thought that would be the stuff that I was checking out on like you know like some of those like well the league was set up like this and it's like they're losing money at this time and I just didn't think I would care about that and that stuff has proven to be really interesting too besides just the fact that it's wildly entertaining
2: yeah yeah fair Fair assessment. I like that. Great show.
1: And Eric, are you watching Winning Time yet?
2: No. Wow. I know.
0: I, I need to watch it.
1: I gotta just watch everything. Make sure all bases are covered.
0: I mean, you guys do realize that I do absolutely hate all of those kind of shows, which I've now documented many times in the podcast. Biopics, yeah. Biopic shows, not for me, but I do like sports and I love HBO and therefore I should get a watch. I
2: think I think this one's this one's a little bit different because it. It breaks the fourth wall. It's super silly. It's upbeat. It's fun. It's, it's everything you would love Like if you were a Lakers fan at this point in time to hear the owner speak the words of like, well, that's fine. We'll just pay that money to get that. You know what I mean? Like to get that person. And, and you know, the, the money is no object kind of situation. It's exactly what you would have wanted if you were a fan of that team. So um, I think it's a, I think you would enjoy it significantly. And it's again, like Jibbo said, it's not that like heavy of a watch, right? You just, it's just kind of like, it's purely for entertainment and it's fun.
0: Okay. All right, guys, looking forward this week, we get two big time shows dropping. We get Disney Plus's moon Knight, which I think is going to be one of the better shows of the whole entire year. Is that Wednesday? I think so. You should look it up. Holy real quick. shit. That's exciting.
1: Damn, I'm really, really excited for the show. It's gotten good early reviews.
0: Oh, no, it doesn't Um, go until a week from Wednesday, the 30th. Yeah, I was going to say it's the end of the month. Yeah.
1: All right, well, we're excited about it. Uh, Early reviews are in, and they're positive. It's like National Treasure meets Indiana Jones meets, you know, Batman meets a lot of things, so it's going to be cool.
2: Is is that the new zeitgeist, is that they're going to just, like, grab – all of the nostalgia for the last 30 years, and be like, it's just like this movie plus this movie plus this movie, and that's what we're I love about. that,
0: that yeah. works for me. Easy to yeah. understand, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're excited about that. That's a week and a half away, but we do get on Friday Halo.
1: Oh my god, really? That's here, yeah. Um, god, I just don't want it to be bad, I just want uh, it to be okay at least. I just
0: want it to be good
1: enough, yeah, good enough,
0: like I'm just watching it hold up. Like, I just don't want the fight scenes to look like they were on like sci-fi network.
2: Yeah. Like that's my, like the expanse.
0: Yeah. Like the fight scenes just can't be so bad. Like I would rather that they do like early game of Thrones fight scenes where it's like, and here he is the, what was Robb Stark's nickname? The wolf, wolf. the young wolf. Like here he comes, he's going to go fight and they're going to sneak up on the Lannisters. And then it would skip ahead to them just stabbing Lannisters on the ground. And they'd be like, damn, yeah. I can't believe we won that fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the fights I need. All I need from them is high budget. We're pinned down behind this rock. Master Chief throw a grenade and shoot around that rock. And then after the fight, can't believe we survived that. That was crazy. Yeah. That- you don't
1: need the big sweeping shots and, and cutting through every, yeah.
0: yeah. Because that is where you see things that you're like, they didn't have the money to do it. Yeah, can
2: can I tell you right now the fact that this premieres on the 24th of March, and there are no reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I think already answers your question of whether or not it's good enough.
1: You don't think they sent any screeners out because it? I I
2: think they're they're keeping it under wraps as long as they can. Uh Oh,
0: we'll see. That sucks. Um, All right, and then. In our newest um, segment on this show, this week in Eric eviscerates the classics. We are (laughs) going to be watching Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen it; didn't even know what it was.
1: Amazing! What a movie! What it was? Um,
0: You know, how about this? How about this? Eric guesses when Shawshank Redemption came out. He guesses nineteen
1: ninety-two. That's not. That's not probably far off. 92,
2: 93, 94.
0: 94. It came out in ninety four. Okay. I yeah. didn't know um, who was it until you guys told me. And, and, and you you said
2: what's it? You said what's it about? I said what's we're it about? Very, we're very few people in your demographic that don't know. Yeah, guys, I, this, at least this one makes me nervous.
1: Like when we did, okay, so you know we've done Saving Private Ryan. I think Ryan was Gladiator. more nervous for that one. Gladiator gladiator i was very nervous for because i didn't want you to hate it
0: day called the usual suspects
1: the i didn't care about that one because i was like maybe he enjoys the ending and it'll be fun to get his take on that but the, i didn't well, not love that movie
2: that's more of a cult classic than yeah than a, a but i later.
1: really love shawshank as a movie and if you eviscerate it a small piece of me shall be eviscerated too and that's okay and that's, that's why we love rolling the dice on this segment that's why it's so much will, fun stakes are I'll, so high I, and I guarantee, a, no matter what, Eric is going to bring his A-game. Mm-hmm. He's either going to absolutely love it or absolutely hate it, which there yes. is no in-between for him.
0: There, there is not. And either
1: way, I'm going to be very fulfilled and entertained. So I love this I will this tell
0: idea. you, your guys' biggest win was for sure Gladiator. Oh, so yeah. That was hard to beat. I, you guys told me Gladiator was one of the greatest movies ever. And I was like, this movie's going to suck. And then it was an absolute <laughs> masterpiece. Like, okay, it was sweet. so good. So there is good. I'm hoping this one is. I didn't know what it was even about. I thought it was about the Holocaust.
2: Well, think about um, <laughs> think about where this segment could have gone if we hadn't nailed Gladiator, yeah, like, right out of the gate. You know,
1: yeah, it yeah. We probably been, would have discontinued. You know, it's equally entertaining whether he loves it or hates it. So I can't wait.
0: Okay, Shawshank Redemption. Watch with us this week. I think Eric
2: eviscerates the classics has to be the segment moving forward because a. Eric has not seen any. Eric has probably seen. There's so many to pull from. Eric has probably seen the Three Ninjas more times than he's seen any of these classic movies. (laughs) Like just in in total. (laughs) So I think we have a pretty good volume of
0: of films to work with that we can we can shoehorn. Oh my god, we can do
2: this for
1: five years.
0: Yeah. Wait, the Three Ninjas isn't a classic. (laughs) Tum tum. Rocky. All right, guys, you know what time it is. It's time for uh, a segment that we we promised you guys last week, and uh, we're finally getting there this week. Hopefully you guys watched it with us. Ryan, play my music. Oh, I didn't. I thought you were getting the music. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any music for this. but it's Imagine what it would be like if we did. It's the Ocean's Rewatch. Uh, we watched Ocean's Eleven this week. And Ocean's Eleven, let me tell you guys, I hope you guys watched it with us. This movie is a classic. It truly uh, this, is. This is an absolute work of art classic. And I don't know if the story is better or the fact that I constantly smiled to myself and thought, all of these actors are having such a great time. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt you know, watching I th- it. Like I it think that's a, what I got. Like it was a fun
1: I, I just had like these funny thoughts throughout. Like, right away... You, you're introduced to Danny Ocean first, right? And he's walking up, and he's at his parole hearing, and he's got – oh, we got the music. Yeah. A little
2: more a little
1: less A little less a little
2: more Beautiful. There we go.
1: So I liked when we got to see um, Danny Ocean with his slick back hair. And his goatee
2: mm-hmm. in the
1: prison dude, he was pulling off prison Mike before the office ever dropped. This yep. was his his prison mic. and I, I like that they started that. Um, you know, and then we get to to meet Brad Pitt next, and it's on from there.
0: This movie is so fun. It's literally a heist movie where you get to watch them put together the entire heist plan. There's enough of a love story. And what's his name? Andy whatever, who plays Benedict?
1: Garcia. Andy
0: Garcia, I think, steals the show in this. I think he is such a great character. I love him in this. I love it's ties to reality with Brad Pitt teaching all of those, like, late 90s sitcom stars how to play. Yeah.
2: I had
1: forgotten about that. Holly Holly Marie
0: Combs, Topher Grace.
1: Yeah. Josh Jackson. And then they also, they're like, hey, Josh, you know, like they're playing themselves. Yes. Yeah, which was great.
0: I love that. I love that you get them kind of uh, making fun of and teasing um, Linus, uh, the whole movie, who is uh, Matt Damon. And yeah. I love that you get, like, award-winning actors. Like, how many years earlier did Don Cheadle win Best Actor? I don't know. Didn't he win it for Hotel Rwanda?
1: Yeah, but was that before? Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's like 1990.
0: It 1990- no, it's like 1995, I think. Like, oh, It's really? like... Yeah, it's yeah. Be.
1: I mean, it was a massive, massive group of stars. I mean, they really got every male star they could. Um,
0: oh, it was 2004. It was after you guys were right. Yeah, I was but yeah. Say. I mean, these are some big time people that they compile in this, and even like the smallest characters are so amazing. Um, I love how you get that the whole like they break down how they're going to get into this. They build their own fake vault, and you kind of see all the little pieces, but they leave just enough of it out or they don't give you mm-hmm. all pieces of the plan enough so that as you're going through it, you constantly think things are going wrong, but they were actually like part of the plan the whole time.
1: It was really brilliantly put together. I think that's the, it's the charisma plus the plan and the writing, which is really, the came together to make it awesome.
2: And this was one of the first, like um, whatever you want to call it, like all-star casts, you know, where they, they kind of ensemble.
1: cast, cast yeah, yeah.
2: an ensemble. Thank you. Like, where they're just casting a ton of big names for everyone's kind of playing a supporting role, but for George Clooney, um, mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and maybe, maybe it's like one, a one B with Clooney and Pitt. And then, but everyone else from Elliot Gould to Bernie Mac, RIP, uh, mm-hmm. whoever plays, you know, obviously we mentioned Matt Damon, Scott Conn plays, and Casey, Scott Affleck, Conn, Casey Affleck, dude. I mean, it's, it's insane. They like the great. amount of, Like you said, Andy Garcia, uh, Julia Roberts was like the
1: named female character in it. Essentially.
2: It's insane. Like the cast was insane. It was unbelievable. And it was so, how,
1: how did, um, Brad Pitt make like eating shitty concession stand food look so cool every scene. So I, I, I kept a, he was eating nachos and then sherbet shrimp cocktail, something with a white plastic spoon, which was not revealed. And then he ends it by eating a cheeseburger. I mean, this is all throughout the movie. He just, every time he's like posted up looking cool, he's eating something like cheap and shitty and he just looks amazing doing it. I don't get it.
2: One of the other, uh, well, first of all, when you look like Brad Pitt, like pretty much anything you do looks cool, especially when you yeah, dress like him in pizza like pizza and you look cool. Yeah. Especially when they dressed him in like just baller, like throwback, you know, kind of seventies, gar let me just look fantastic um the other thing i wanted to point out that i remember from the dvd extras okay showing my age but me and christopher lloyd are the same age um on the dvd extras there was a a part where they were interviewing george clooney and brad pitt and it was the scene where they were stealing the uh vault blueprints um or whatever and Brad Pitt was like, why, why do this? And, and then Clooney gives him the speech of like, you know, cause it's the casino. And you know, when you, when you, you know, they, they, the house always wins and you know, when you finally get that hand and you bet big, you take the house or whatever. Yeah. The Unless, whole thing.
1: When you get the right hand, you bet big.
2: Yeah. Thank you. And the whole thing of like um, Brad Pitt asking him like, you've been practicing that speech. And he's like, yeah. Did, did, I, did I rush it? It felt rushed. Did yeah. I rush it? That was yep. all ad-lib. Like, they they had really? it all the way up to the to him giving the speech, but then the whole, like, you've been practicing that? Like, that was Brad Pitt, like, ad-libbing in the scene, but it was so good that they kept it in the movie. Wow. I love that. I mean, you got to give credit to Steven Soderbergh,
1: who directed it. So here, I'm going to go through some of the movies he's done, and these are recent ones. So No Sudden Move. Ryan, you and I enjoyed that one. That's pretty recent. Yeah. Um, but then he also did Kimmy, and we hated that one. Terrible. Um, He did Contagion, right? So, big Matt Damon movie. You can see these people he keeps working with. Traffic, uh, Classic, Aaron Brockovich. And then Out of Sight with George Clooney, which is a fucking masterpiece and no one talks about it. That might be on on our future, by the way.
2: Is that the one with J-Lo, though? I don't know. Dude,
1: I don't give a fuck. Talk talk your shit. It's a classic movie. It's so good. It might be his best. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, he had some jams.
2: He also did uh, The Informant. Uh, mm-hmm. Magic Mike. Oh yeah. Oh, he's done a the, lot behind the Catalabra. Logan Lucky. So like, there's been a there's been a few misses.
1: Oh, but he just works a lot. He just makes a lot of movies, yeah, which I appreciate.
0: I appreciate that too. So I loved it. I thought the ending was magical. I think like the fact that Danny, you keep thinking Danny messed up or Danny lied or Danny was like compromised because of tests or any of this stuff. But in reality, like every part of his plan was perfection, and I loved it. I thought it was so great. And I think the chemistry between Pitt and Clooney is just the best. I need more Pitt and Clooney in my life.
1: Well, you're going to get more next week. Um, I will say one thing about the ending. The fact that he stole all the money was great. We all could get behind that. I do think that it's felt a little bit more mean-spirited this time, the fact that he just blew up the relationship between Tess and, and Benedict um, really just as a cherry on top, essentially. And then the fact that like, she was like, Oh, you ruined my relationship. He had like, you captured him admitting that he didn't want He would rather keep, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and be with me. And I'll just go be with you now. I don't think it'd really work out like that.
0: No, I have to say though, that she obviously was kind of slimy herself. She was dating a criminal, uh, him who had been part of, as they said earlier, multiple different things that he had been connected to yeah. but never arrested for so he was like a you know white collar criminal and they, yeah, was, they were he he was was than
1: i remember which is interesting as a kid was, i was like these guys are so cool and yeah. now I watch them like they're cool but they're like <laughs> dirt balls too
2: dude it makes so much sense when you say it that way because there's no way she didn't know especially the way brad pitt and he were talking about the poker game with the celebrities of like ink and matrimonial head masks. Like yeah. there's no way she didn't know that that's what he was doing. There's no mm-hmm. way she's just chasing money. Yeah. Oh, you there, mm-hmm. Eric, are you there? Okay. Oh, okay. You might need yeah, to edit oh, that a minute. You froze, to you froze for boss. a second. You froze
0: for a second. So just pick up with oh. whatever you were going to say. All right. Well, I'll
1: fuck it. We're good.
0: Okay. Well, Overall, I thought this movie was awesome. I think they were all slimy. And I think that she must have left him because he didn't have enough money. And then when he stole a bunch of money, suddenly she was like, I'm back. So yeah. I think they're all kind of trash. I can't wait Actually, to see what they That's a going. great point.
1: That's absolutely a great point. Um, yeah. it for, What's your Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Um, I think this movie is like uh, an 88.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say 91. I like it for a 91
0: yeah i'm
2: I'm going just a just a hair above jimbo ninety two um mostly because I have never stopped loving this movie yeah like I watch it probably once a year just for fun, and it's never been like oh man, I don't like this part or this is starting to wear on me. it's always good. I like this movie,
0: okay. All right, we'll watch Ocean 12 next week. Watch it with us. And before we leave, we're going to do Hang It or Bang It. Things to hang and things that bang. All right, so you guys want to start with Bang That's It
2: cool. or Hang It? Um, I say you bang.
0: I say bang, and I'm going to start. Okay. I'm going to go with one of the best days of the year. And it's like it should be like a national holiday or at least a statewide holiday. I think, I think Dilly Bars should be buy one, get one. I think Ooh. you should go to the liquor store. They should be like – you get a free crawler with whatever purchase. I think yep. kids eat free and maybe even adults eat free places on this day. One of the best days there is. And that is the first full snow melt of the year.
1: Mm, I love that.
0: It's, it's so great. Um, suddenly you can wear any clothes at that point. The rules My kids were course, in shorts
1: and t-shirt and I was wearing jeans and two layers and we were all comfortable.
0: Everyone's comfortable. Um, suddenly any temperature is doable so long as the sun is up so it could be a 38 degree day and you could have no jacket on you could be like it's great out or it could be a 72 degree day and you could be like it's great out all weather feels good as long as the sun is up and it is the most hopeful thing because you know that the ground will officially heat up enough that no snow is going to last longer than a few days at most and so spring has sprung on that day and that's where we're at now i feel wonderful And let's, uh, real quick,
2: I want to, like, an anecdotal story that I think anybody with a child can relate to. Jimbo, you probably have experienced this. My youngest was like, Dad, I want to take my long sleeve shirt off. And I was like, well, let's wait until you get hot, and then you can take it off. And he, like, ran down to the end of the yard and ran back and was like, I'm hot. <laughs> wanted, to take, wanted to take the shirt off. And so it's like, he needed okay. some vitamin D yeah. on that skin, dude. <laughs> he was like I love it. He f- like fabricated the fact that he was hot by running like to one end it. of the other and back. I love it. Um yeah, I can't top
1: Eric's. I mean, that's perfect. Uh I just really like treats of pizzas and oh, the fact that they're wow. back is sweet and they have oh, wow. like this was big in like early thousands, and you can get them again. You have to What's, pre-order them, but you can what? get them. Well, you don't a a know what a treats a pizza is at DQ? No, never, never heard of it, dude. It's a cookie, cookie crumb crust. Okay, so like that chocolate cookie made into a crust, ice cream layer, and then the fudge topping. The, what maybe you get M and M's? Maybe you get
0: Butterfinger um, Oreos.
1: Are, it's, it's like, great. and then you you fucking slice it up and eat it like a pizza, and it's very edible that way. It's like really easy to eat.
0: It's kind of like. Pizza meets brownie (laughs) meets ice cream cake.
1: I mean, you can't hate on this. This is a beautiful thing.
0: Meets Princess Bride meets Batman. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All of the
2: things. Oh, now he understands. Now he's getting it. Now I'm listening. It's like the Pizza Hut Buffet, dessert pizza, plus Dairy Queen. Yeah. Exactly. All right. What do you got, Ryan? All right. I'm going uh, window locks on -hmm. the car because. My kids are mm. idiots and you want to talk about warm weather fanatics that are like, dad, I'm hot. Let me roll down the window. Well, we're going 65 down 35 W. <laughs> That's not, yeah, <laughs> maybe not now. It's a little nerve wracking for, for dad when, uh, so like the, the fact that you can lock all the windows except your own gives you all the power and the kids have none of it. And it's all a negotiating tactic, right? Hey, yep. you want to roll your window down. When we get home, you got to clean your room up. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. it's all it's all positive. Like and this is yeah. this
0: is fine. I'm good with this. You got to be in control. Have to about... know that as a teacher and a coach, um, I wish that buses had these because if you guys have ever been on a school bus before, you remember this. Oh, I, a,
2: I remember being the guy that like always fucked with the windows.
0: A marker oh, yeah. drawn line. If you guys remember this, the black a yeah. line, yeah, black line drawn. Why don't they just make the bus with the black line? Why don't they just make the bus with the windows that don't go below the black line? Is it just the places that I grew up that have the black line? Maybe our listeners in Sweden and Florida, and we don't have any listeners in Florida. Never mind. Yeah, we do. Uh, oh, we do? Florida. Okay. Um, well, San Francisco,
1: shout out to San Fran. What up?
0: Maybe they Maybe they don't have the black line. I don't know. But every time you get on a bus with high school students, they instantly take the window, drop it below the black line all the way down. And then the bus driver's like, put the windows up. And then, then I have to yell at all the kids like I care that the windows are down more inches. So I wish that school yeah. buses had them. Okay.
1: okay.
2: I love the fact that Eric's like, "What's why Why can't we have these with the buses? Dude, the buses are 40 years old. You're right. Like, You're I, right. like yeah, They're not, they're not really doing the buses. These aren't new buses. Like, You're right. The, the school system is- They're, they're the getting,
1: same buses you rode in. Right. As I say, the, sc-
2: the schools aren't getting like a, a fleet of new electric buses with upgraded features. Like they're like, no, no, no. The four miles per gallon diesel that smell and pollute the earth. Those we're going with those. We
0: are. Yeah. All right, guys, time to hang it. I'm hanging it once and for all. If the U S government didn't already do it, I would have been the first daylight savings time. See ya. Hey. It's done. And we never needed it. Why in the fucking world are we changing the clocks so that the sun comes up earlier and sets at four o'clock? That's some bullshit. That was we, craziness. It was craziness in the name of farmers. There are no farmers. Farms don't exist anymore. Anyone who says they're a farmer is just a gardener. Well, far, farms exist,
2: but it's wow. like all it's all automated now. Like the the, the daylight matters very little. Uh-huh.
1: We don't know what we're talking about with this, and that's okay because who gives a fuck? Um, I'm talking about for us, and that's going to be great. Um, The farmers will figure it out.
0: I feel like you guys are worried that I just offended our farmer. No, our farmer, (laughs) our farmer contingent is non-existent.
2: We got a big farmer demo, yo. Everyone's arguing over farmers only. Everyone's (laughs) arguing over whether or not it should be like the standard daylight time or the daylight savings time, like whatever the the differential is. Um, Can we just on the next daylight savings time? Uh, when we when we fall back or whatever, just yeah, do it by thirty minutes and split the difference, and then just leave it for everybody. Whoa, Can we... that's next level thinking. No, we leaving it.
0: We're leaving it. I know, but we're leaving
2: it what it currently is.
1: No, it's gonna. It's this wouldn't have, take effect till twenty twenty three because of all the airlines and stuff. So. It's not, we're going to have to change them once or twice more or whatever. Okay. Well, can
2: we just do, can we just do like from a, from a daylight perspective, like consistency daylight perspective, can we just do 30 minutes one way or the other on
0: one one of them's only for four months?
2: No, no, no. But I'm saying like when, when they decide, like we're never changing it again. And it's, if it's either in the spring or the fall, whichever way it's going to go, just do 30 minutes that way. And that way you're, you're literally cutting it in half. And that way, it's the it's going to be very consistent throughout the remainder
0: of the year. Uh-huh. Then it would be 4.30 instead of 5 o'clock when the sun goes down. Give me all the nighttime. I don't care if it's dark at 9 a.m. I do yeah. not care. And it will no, be. It.
1: Like, a couple days of the year, it'll be, like, dark at 9 a.m.
0: 9.30 in the morning, it's pitch black. I don't care. Get, you want to know who is really pumped about this right now? All of our Iceland listeners. Putin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all of our Alaska listeners, they're pumped right now. They're like, Hell yeah, you can wake up in darkness. We can, and we will be fine. Hang it, daylight savings time.
1: Okay. Um, all right, Ryan, me, you. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just hang bitching about gas prices, okay? Sometimes the prices are <laughs> high. Sometimes the prices are low. Um, next time the prices are low. I'm going to talk more most about it. I'm going to talk only I'm going to talk about the low prices and I'm going to tell everybody, hey, everybody, next time you go and put eight gallons in your tank and it's $2 each, you go ahead and take $16 and you put it in a savings account and you market only touch when gas prices are high. And then when gas prices go up as they fluctuate and do, then you can say, oh, I'm good because I saved when it was low because I'm a fucking like responsible person that won't get affected that much because things fluctuate right so let's stop talking about it we'll be okay um next time they're at two dollars save two dollars for every t- gallon you put in
0: here's my well, thing too i well, like how people well,
2: you it. guys hold on a second if it wasn't for joe biden gas prices wouldn't be this high he could wipe out <laughs> these prices with the stroke of a pen but he refuses to. Do... that's all i've seen from conservative people that are like oh yeah like the global oil futures aren't like some uh like global this is like the um um what do you call it like the global cabal you know that's controlling like everything like the conspiracy theorists love like these are something that or this is something that like those are actually controlling where they're like fuck it let's just see if we can normalize three ninety nine for gasoline in the US and they're hoping it's gonna stick.
0: I just like that people are mad at the government instead of mad at private companies who, by the way, infiltrated our government. And Rex Tillerson was literally the secretary of state in the United States. And he's the head of the largest oil company in the world. Like, why aren't we mad at the company? That's normal. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to hear about it. Oil prices. No, you um, want to know
2: why, Eric? Because there's like a handful of people that created these stickers that said, I did this with a picture of Joe Biden and they slap him on some uh, you know, gas station, you know, nozzles and everyone's like, yep, it's, it was Biden. I knew it yeah. the whole
0: time. It's like I it. a big opposition
1: party thing. So liberals will complain about it too. When you know, it's like George Bush and the prices are high, you know, then it's his fault. And it's just like, dude, it just goes up and down. And there's probably things you can do that, that hurt the economy in other ways to make the gas prices better. I don't know.
0: I just think it's funny too, that people are like, constantly th- judge the economy based on gas prices. you yeah. like, oh man, we live in a shit economy. I understand that unemployment isn't at a record low and I understand that the GDP is at a, a, a massive high and that blah blah, all these good things that we would actually measure an economy on. The stock market is way up, but gas prices are high. Economy sucks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I heard, it's, pump, it's, the same, it's
2: the same bullshit of like, like remember when Black people were protesting, whatever. And Fox News is like, Oh, I'm sorry. I have a job. I don't have time to protest. But then like when they're showing like the trucker convoy, they're like, you know what? These freedom loving Americans are doing their damnedest. But like the the uh the daily show like switched the audio and like took the audio from like the black uh protests and put it into like the trucker convoy and it's absolutely fucking gold like it's yeah it is it's fantastic hypocrisy
1: Um, at its best
2: my hang it is corded headphones as a (laughs) rabid rabid airpod oh sorry yeah airpod pros earpod pros earpod pros i put on some corded headphones the other day And I felt like I was trapped in a cage. Like, I, I, you have to, like, bring your phone with you. Like, if you're hooked up to it and, like, carry it wherever you're going and make sure that, like, oh, my God, the wireless is the way to go. It is fantastic. It's the only way to go. If anyone needs a hookup, I have a pretty good deal with my Total Tech. I can get you some wireless earbuds for really cheap and they're fantastic. I will never use, unless I have to, corded earphones again. I don't like them, I don't need to. Our, uh, like the inventions of these things are not gonna, we're not gonna regress back to, you know, corded earbuds in any way whatsoever. It's over. So um, I'm happy with the technology, I'm happy with the battery, I'm happy with the performance, I'm happy with everything. And wireless earphones, whatever you want to call them, earbuds, especially from Apple, fantastic. Unbelievable product. Hang the rest. Hang, hang them the all.
0: Hang, your, that's all hang, the them,
2: hang it by the cord of your corded Ooh. headphones.
0: Graphic. Super graphic. All right, guys, that's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Go check out our sportscast, which was absolutely loaded. With Minnesota Content it was an amazing episode check that out until next time thank you guys for hanging out with your good friends here at the podcast